0: good evening everyone my name is uh, David Leslie I'm the director of the Rothko Chapel and it is uh, our pl- privilege and pleasure to have you with us this evening uh, who has not been to the chapel before Oh, great well let me tell you just just in a nutshell I want to make sure that what I say is exactly what you experience but here today we what we like to do is we say we're a welcoming community y'all come as you are. And we try to make that invitation as broadly as we can. Um, this is a place that people come every day of the week. It used to be, and then COVID hit, so we are open six days a week, Tuesday through Sunday. Um, 100,000 plus visitors from over 100 countries a year is kind of what we anticipate. And that's just the counted people that we, the grounds are used for picnics, for family gatherings, for times uh, sitting on a bench uh, to celebrate or to mourn, just to think or just be. Uh, so we have that you know, every day. And I, I really want to lift up, uh, you met some of our staff and volunteers as you came in. Uh, these are people who steward this place and really extend that hospitality. If it gets put radical in front of hospitality, I like that too, because that sense again of come and, and be. And then the other part of our life is doing programs like this. For those who haven't been here before, you're here tonight for a meditation of which we will experience music and poetry and silence in the company of others. Uh, There are times when it's, uh, I I don't wanna say dance time at the chapel, but it can get kind of raucous in here and a lot of humor. Uh, And then also we do a lot of uh, uh, panels and symposia on really, really uh, critical, difficult issues and I think one of the things that I'm so proud I think in my own life and commitment to be at a place where dialogue is important. I think one of the things that we know, uh, we don't have to say today, you could say any day probably in human history, the ability to come together for respectful conversation and attentive listening is sometimes very hard to find, right? Even in our own families, our workplace, in our own uh, comrades etc so to have a place that at least dedicates itself to be this welcoming engaging hospitable uh, place to just be to grow to learn together is a gift i think to the city that was gifted over 50 years ago and we continue to activate the space so with that i just want to say thank you for being here a little uh chapel household uh piece that everybody knows if you have a cell phone If you do me a favor and just turn it off or silence it, and if you would refrain from taking pictures, that would be great. We really try to deprogram the space as much as possible. And I think really to do something very important, by doing so, we do two things. One, we, I think, lift up the sacredness of the space. And the other thing we do is that it makes us more attentive to one another. With this, and that's something I think it's really important, especially on an on a evening like tonight. So tonight we gather here in the chapel on the occasion of Dia de los Muertos, All Saints Day. It's also National Hospice and Palliative Care Month. It's a time to remember, it's a time to grieve, a time to mourn, and a time to share joy. This evening, as I mentioned earlier, through gifts of poetry, music, prayer, silence, however you convey that which matters, we're invited tonight in this space to to remember and to give thanks for the memory and lasting influence of family members, friends, and acquaintances who we have lost while reflecting on the cycle of life and death as experienced and understood across time, diverse cultures, and religious traditions. In particular, this year, the program focuses on grief and healing associated with the death of children, and is offered in partnership with the Compassionate Friends of Houston Interloop, a support group for individuals and families who have lost a child, who you'll hear more about in just a minute. We're very mindful here at the chapel this year of the U.S. Surgeon General's recent advisory on the devastating health impacts of loneliness and isolation the impacts of loneliness and isolation, which can be particularly pronounced when there is a the death of a child. So this time of remembrance offers an important opportunity to share one's own grief in hopes for the future in a communal setting as part of the ongoing grieving <clears throat> and healing process. Tonight's program, which is part of the chapel's meditation series, on important days such as International Day of Peace, World AIDS Day, and International Women's Day. is presented, as I mentioned earlier, with the compassionate friends. And we're also very, very pleased to have with us again this year, guitarist Jesus Lozano over here with us, who uh, helped us last year with our inaugural Day of Remembrance. And somewhere hidden back over here, you'll see in a minute, Some amazing, amazing young musicians who are part of the uh, DeCamera Young Artists Program. So collectively, they're helping us to build a very transformative and powerful meditative space. So with that, I just want to say thank you again for being here this evening, and let us be in a time of meditation and prayer.
1: Hello, my name is Nada Scanlon, and I'm grateful to be part of this event and have this opportunity to talk to you about child loss and the compassionate friends. Our Houston inner loop chapter was started back in 2008 and is one of more than 650 chapters serving every state as well as Washington DC, Puerto Rico, and Guam. When we have families come to us, we're always sad for the reason that they seek us out, but we're glad that they found us. When a child dies, your whole world seems to come crashing down upon you. Your world is forever changed, and so are you. You may experience shock initially, and then may go on to feel a wide range of emotions. At our meetings, we try to make sure that we do not judge anyone as they walk in our doors, and that they find friendship in others who truly understand much of what they're feeling. We gather to remember our children, siblings, and grandparents, while, grandchildren, while learning to cope with, while, while learning coping skills, along with making friends that may help us carry out our journey during this most difficult time. I always like to remark that in the Compassionate Friends, I've met some of the nicest people that I wish i never met. It was the thing that the loss brought us there, but the friendship goes beyond the loss. the history of the Compassionate Friends dates back, actually, to 1969, when a young chaplain brought together two families uh, that were grieving parents in a hospital in England. And from this uh, event, it started the peer-to-peer support with facilitators who are not professionals, where none of us are certified, we're not counselors or anything like that, but we are people who have, on a personal level, experienced the same type of pain and therefore may be able to acknowledge your feelings at a better level. Whether your child, sibling, or grandchild died as an infant, a young child, or a teen, or an adult, our chapter seeks to provide a safe, space where you can make connections with people who will walk with you along your grief journey. That's what our motto is. You need not walk alone. It comes from this desire to help those who are facing this difficult grief. We read our mission statement at every meeting, and you would find a copy of this in your program. It. And it says, when a child dies at any age, the family suffers intense pain and may feel hopeless and isolated. The Compassionate Friends provides highly personalized comfort, hope, and support to every family experiencing a death of a son or a daughter, a brother or a sister, a grandchild, and helps others uh, assist the grieving family. Uh, The group is supported at a national level, and there are activities that are provided through our national organization. And I'm just going to list a couple of them. Uh, This can be found on the TCF website, and that's the main thing that they have, is a national website where they have online support and can locate chapters uh, with your zip code. Uh, the other thing that the group does is provide an annual conference where people come together and this is an amazing event because we have over usually from 1,000 to 1,500 people who come together and they have all have the same experience. So it's to be in a, a space where uh, you can really communicate for that whole weekend and talk about your child. Uh, One of my favorite parts of that was the tattoo wall where people would list their tattoos that they had in honor of their children and the things that they did. Uh, Another thing that happens is as part of this event is a candle lighting at the evening dinner. Uh, They also have a walk to remember, and this is also a, a fundraiser that helps provide for outreach and support. There is an annual worldwide candle event. This is so hard during the holiday season. Um, often it's extremely difficult when you're grieving a child, a loved one, and that they've gone too soon. And we have this on the second Sunday in December from 7 to 8. And virtually we like to envision a, a, a lighting of candles in every time zone around the world so that the ring of light is the ring of love that we bring for our children, and we have these events at our chapter uh, at the Jewish Family Service, and that's on the second uh, the second Sunday in December at seven o'clock. And uh, there are also virtual candlelighting events and other local uh, chapters that have this. Another thing that can be provided to you through our national site is our bereavement webinars and uh, a national magazine, which is entitled, We Need Not Walk Alone. So there's the online support, the social media, and even some closed Facebook pages that address particular types of losses. There are uh, loss due to substance related causes, loss by suicide, so that you can join these particular um, closed groups with others who share your type of loss. So it's a a very good resource, not just to be coming to the monthly meetings that we have and we also have two two meetings. We have our Zoom meeting on the first Tuesday of the month, and we have our uh, our in-person meeting at the Hope and Healing Center on the third Tuesday of the month at 5025 Riverway. Uh, So we try to really provide that comfort, provide the connection, and to help people along their journey as they're healing from the loss of a child, which has sometimes been called the worst loss that you can experience. Thank you very much. The poems that I'm about to read were written by Paula Grossman who joined our group I believe in 2010 or 11, I can't remember exactly, uh, but she never wrote any poetry before the death of her child, Mitch. So these are the two poems that she had written, uh, she's written quite a few and we are always honored to read her poetry during our events at our chapter. Searching for the light. When one loses a child, he, she is plunged into the perpetual darkness of grief. All the light is eliminated from life. The eyes can only see the black desolation that is mercilessly unending. The fall into the abyss is so profound, so absolute, the ability to emerge from it seems impossible this is what we the compassionate friends have all experienced our grief journey is the climb we all make to leave the darkness and get back to the light searching for the light by paula grossman proud mom of mitch tumbling and plummeting in a bottomless abyss My eyes are open, but blackness is all I see. Where is the light that will guide me back to the happy, contented person that was once me? The arduous climb from this pit is not easy. It's so dark, I'm afraid and alone. If I venture a step, I could stumble and fall. Should I bother? he would still be gone. Engulfed by agony and despair in the dark, searching for any light that will show me the way, I think of my Mitch, who I loved so much, and I know that his spirit is with me today. So slowly I tread on the slippery slope, determined to find that glimmer of light Longing to bask in the delicious warm glow as I continue to fight the unending good fight. This is another poem by Paula entitled, Our Special World. And I can really relate to this one because I would have a little space in my house that I kind of set up. And I would have my special world with my son Jacob. So I really relate to this this poem. Our special world. Sometimes the need to see your face becomes so incredibly strong. The panic is undeniable. The feeling that something's wrong. The heart beats faster. The stress increases. There is only one thing left to do. Closing my eyes. I take a breath and bring your face into view slowly exhaling my muscles relax as i enter our own special place where i can see you and you are safe in a world with a much slower pace there is comfort in our world there where there is just quiet and you and me it lifts my spirit and calms me down It's filled with serenity. So if people should see me leaning back and suddenly close my eyes, they might think I was sleepy and taking a nap, but they would be in for a surprise, for I'm just going to visit my baby in a special world they cannot see, a secret place to which I can escape where there is just quiet and you and me.
2: At this time, we'd like to invite you to engage in our community remembrance ritual while Jesus Lozano shares traditional songs inspired by Dia de los Muertos. As he's playing and as you're ready, please add a photo or memento in remembrance of those who have passed on to the table altar here in the middle of the room. We also have note cards and pencils available if you'd like to write and share names or reflections. And uh, raise your hand if you would like uh, those supplies to be shared with you. Thank you for being here with us tonight, and uh, let us enter into our remembrance ritual. Mm (muchas)
3: You <muchas> Que tienen las flores, llorona las flores de un campo santo. No oh, sé qué tienen las flores, llorona las flores de un campo santo. Que cuando las mueve el viento, llorona, parece que están llorando. Que cuando las mueve el viento, llorona. Llorando Ay, de mi llorona, 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 llevami al Rio. Ay, de mi llorona, 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 y me al Rio. Amame con tu rebozo, llorona, porque me muero de frío. Dos besos llevo en el alma, llorona, que no se apartan. Llevo en el alma, llorona, que no se apartan de mí, el último de mi madre, llorona, y el primero que te di. Ay, de mi llorona, llorona Llorona de azul celeste El que no sabe de amores, llorona No sabe lo que es martirio El que no sabe de amores, llorona No sabe lo que es martirio Todos me dicen en él ne- Ay, de mi llorona, 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 llévame al río. Ay, de mi llorona, 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 llévame al río. El que no sabe de amor es llorona, no sabe lo que es martirio. El que no sabe de amor es llorona, no sabe lo que es martirio es la tristeza de mis
4: ojos
3: que lloran en silencio por tu amor me miro en el espejo y veo tu rostro el tiempo que he sufrido por tu adiós obligo que te olvide el pensamiento pues siempre estoy pensando en el ayer Prefiero estar dormido que despierto, de tanto que me duele que no esté como quisiera. tanto por tu ausencia desde si hasta hoy no soy feliz aunque tengo tranquila mi conciencia sé que pude yo haber hecho más por ti oscura soledad estoy viviendo la misma soledad de tu sepulcro tú eres el amor del cual yo tengo el más triste recuerdo de Acapulco como quisiera que tú vivieras que tus ojitos jamás se hubieran cerrado nunca y estar mirándolo Inolvidable. Tarde o temprano, estaré contigo para seguir amándo Amor.
2: As we near the end of tonight's gathering, I will lead us in a collective reading of the poem and prayer "We Remember Them." You can follow along in your print program, and I invite you to read the text, the refrain in bold, aloud with me. After the reading, we will hold a brief moment of silence, and then a final song will be performed in closing. Now you're welcome to stay here in the chapel to reflect a little bit more, to meditate uh, until 7 p.m. And I'd like to remind you if you would like to take your item home with you um, from the altar, please do so before you go. Uh, And thank you again for your presence with us tonight. At the rising of the sun and at its going down, we remember them. At the blowing of the wind and in the chill of winter, we remember them. At the opening of the buds in the rebirth of spring, we remember them. At the blueness of the skies and in the warmth of summer, we remember them. At the rustling of the leaves and in the beauty of the autumn, we remember them. At the beginning of the year and when it ends, we remember them. As long as we live, they too will live, for they are a part of us as we remember them. When we are weary and in need of strength, we remember them. When we are lost and sick at heart, we remember them. When we have decisions that are difficult to make, we remember them. When we have joy we crave to share, we remember them. When we have achievements that are based on theirs, we remember them. And for as long as we live, they too will live, for they are now a part of us as we remember them.